Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X92 Nights X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Tuesday, January 16th, 2024. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. And the cold has broken at least for a little while here in Calgary. It's supposed to be very cold over the next two days, but uh, relief today. It's like minus 10, which feels great. It's so funny how, yeah, it's it's all about perspective, right? Yep. I walked outside today and I was like, wow, it's balmy. And it's minus balmy. 10 is not warm, but. I've always said the, the the difference between zero degrees in October and zero degrees in April is night and day. Oh, yeah. It's shorts versus pants yeah. at that point. It really is. Yeah. You do acclimatize quite quickly. You do. Uh, I want to read this message we got from front of the show, Erin. And she said, a note in two parts. First, a review. Your podcast has been fueling our family's road trips since 2019 when our kids were seven and nine. And since we started listening, we have not missed an episode. Loyal Venus heads here. Nice. Although it's sometimes a bit spicy for the kids. They know too many words for butts and we joke an inappropriate amount over panties. Hmm. The show has always provided content we can all laugh about, bigger issues we can discuss, and ultimately topics and bits that we can connect over. We moved in 2022 from Calgary to Vernon, BC, and your podcast helped ease the transition for our family. Our son, Ogie, regularly combs the local paper for small town news contributions, and we awe at the number of Terry's that also live in the Okanagan, and the kids are always watching for Fortune 500 honorable mentions. Um, Ogie, we know Ogie. Ogie's has we know Ogie. Ogie's great. Several small town news segments for Lots us. Lots of great contributions. Aaron says, thank you for consistently entertaining us and being the one podcast we all love to listen to. And as an aside, a thank you to Shane Holmes for sponsoring the podcast <laughs> and letting you two do what you do best. Well, isn't that just lovely? I mean, to be a part of your family like that, Aaron, yeah. is pretty cool. It's awesome. Second part of Aaron's message, a shout-out request. Ogie, who was seven when he first started listening to the BNS in 20 minutes or less, and whose name you might recognize from regular content emails to the show, will be turning 12 today. Oh! On January 16th. Happy it- birthday, Ogie! And she said if there's any way to get him a shout-out on Tuesday's podcast, Absolutely. it would be the best gift he could receive outside of some super fancy gaming system, but that is not happening. I can't <laughs> afford that, sorry, but I can definitely give you a shout-out. We can do the shout-out. And thank yep. you for listening from Vernon, BC, Ogie, and family. And thanks so much for all your contributions. It's always great to get a message. Give, give us a, another one soon, Ogie. Uh, you know what? When I was reading some of these messages from Ogie, I don't know if I knew that Ogie was only... 11 years old? At first I didn't, and then I think at some point he let he us, mentioned I was it? like, oh my god, but yeah, at first I had no idea. No, you, had, you had us fooled. You got a good eye for the kind of content that we like, Ogie. <laughs> Absolutely. So, <laughs> Aaron says, thanks for being a constant and consistent what we are grateful for. A very loyal PissCast listener, Aaron. Well, that is just a delightful message, Aaron. On today's show, some Vancouver Soft headlines. Uh, a friend of the show noticed some songs that we're playing right now that sound similar to other songs, so we'll stack them up side by side. Cursive writing. They're teaching it in schools again. And we're going to talk about the best letters to draw in cursive. A frig Mary kill involving athletes. 
And something I'm sure you've seen yourself over the recent cold snap after your out of context clip. Just hold it. Ow. Owie. Owie. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Well, the weather is warming up a little bit right now. Um, but geez, I was thinking about the posts that I've seen over the last little bit. Through the cold snap? And all of the standard cold snap posts that you always see. Every time we get the big cold oh, snap, yeah. you always see the standard posts. And it comes... I, I, I was thinking, I'm like, I'm going to make a bingo card of okay. these for every time a cold snap comes along. So please feel free to add to this list. I hope throwing boiling water in the air is somewhere on the that list. Is, okay. I think that almost might be the free space at this point. That is yeah. on my list 100%. Yes. I'm surprised we're still doing that. I know. I mean, I it's fun to do. I get this it. This is it. But I'm surprised we're still posting about it as if it's new. I was actually sad because when I was out on my trip last week, we walked outside. It was minus 38 or whatever, and a bunch of the skiers were doing that. They were getting, <laughs> they were loading up their water and doing it out there. And I was like, oh, I want to do it too. So it is fun to do, but posting about it every single time we're like okay we get it and then if you do it real well you have the sun setting behind mm, yes and you do yeah. it in slow motion and then there's the ones where like the colors or they tried to make it yeah. colorful or what oh yeah all that, of that is a that's the goat that's of the cold free weather space posts, that's it? the free space right there uh, then there's uh, of course a photo of the temperature with a caption like nope and then it's the screenshot of your you weather, know, weather app. app or whatever. I would add to that a photo of the temperature readout on your vehicle. Yes. That but but it, it is bonus points if it's inaccurate. Mm-hmm. You know like if it's clearly yeah, yeah. colder than it actually is out. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Uh, a post complaining about a water main break somewhere or mm-hmm. something about the water main breaks because they always happen. Um, a post about the AMA wait times or a screenshot of the AMA wait times. Okay. Because of course you need the, the battery boost. Then a post about needing a boost or helping somebody with a boost or both. Yes. All of the things about the batteries or the going to get a battery or something about the batteries. Yep. Yeah, all kinds of those. Um, something about school buses being canceled. Okay. Uh, that one is when you really get cold because it doesn't happen that often here. Sure so doesn't. That's, the, that's a big one. So that sure one maybe even is worthy of a post. Were maybe school that buses canceled in the city last week? Because I know, I my, don't know. my kids said that their classes only half, like less than half of the students were there. Ah, uh, it might have been. I saw in certain places in Alberta they were. I don't know. Like if rurally, I, saw I get it, but yeah, in I don't the city, know if I saw about the city one. Can I add a couple more yes, to this please, list? Please, too? Yeah. I don't, maybe a more still, but um, got one more. Uh, frozen beard slash eyelashes. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think I've posted that one myself yep. at some point. The frozen uh, your McKenna, beard. Your, your wife McKenna did. She last did week as well. Yeah, it's beautiful. Frozen beard is a badge of honor. I think it, it shows you've been out there long enough to really get that is. frost going. It's true. Uh, dog with booties yep. or coat. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this one. This is a new one for this year. And it's happening all the time. It's going to, I think, replace the throwing the boiling water. It's the frozen ramen. Did you see that post? Mm, yeah, where like the chopsticks are holding themselves yep. up. Yes. That's a big one this that year. That is huge this year. And I think that that one's going to be the next it'll overtake. So that the free space may change. I've also seen frozen pants standing up by themselves. Oh, yeah, that's frozen bubbles. Yes, all of it. But mm-hmm. not as big as the frozen ramen. No, frozen nowhere, ramen's the big one. Nowhere near as big as throwing boiling water in there. It's going to give it a run for its money, though. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I have a small bone to pick. Okay. Oh, there. (laughs) Your microphone wasn't on. Like, uh huh? You're like, are you over there or isn't you live? Okay, what's the bone you want to pick? Drive-thrus that put their very softest spoken workers on the speaker. Mm. The last few times I've gone to get McKenna coffee or we've been getting McKenna coffee, I've encountered this. Mm -hmm, Okay. You can barely hear them. Yeah. 
Is so, that their fault, or is it just that their speaker's no, not loud enough for like the microphone you're using? Or I think it's soft spoken. Just soft spoken people. Isn't it high okay, well they just like I to. Get, I mean, they just like to hire soft spoken people. Apparently. Okay. Mm. Uh, okay, I'll get a medium latte with almond milk. I can't. I can't hear you, especially if your drive through is is adjacent to traffic. Yeah. You got to speak up. You gotta if your if your job involves a microphone at all, you have to enunciate. On, you gotta. On the contrary, <laughs> that is what I laugh at is when they have the drive-through speaker in the worst possible place ever, like right down McLeod. I know the one it's you're the talking funniest. about. Funniest. <laughs> Every single the speaker's time, speakers all dirty well, yeah. from getting splashed. What would you like? And then I'll tell them, and like, and I'm screaming. So what was that? And I'm like, all right, I said. And then oh, hold on, geez, there's another truck coming by. Just give me a few minutes here. And you can't have someone hold with a on, meek voice on. in Honestly, that situation. No, but they don't hear me, so no one's hearing anybody at this point. You're that just one screaming is at so each other. funny. Holy crap! Ever I've. Every like, time I'm like, who planned this? It's six feet away from six lanes of traffic. And I'll be yelling yeah. and I have a I have a fairly good projectable voice here and they still won't hear yeah. me. I'm like, if you're soft spoken and you're trying to to like give them your order, they're not hearing a thing. I wonder how long that takes, a soft spoken customer and a soft spoken drive through. <laughs> At some Sorry, point, I'm pretty sure they just go, Oh yeah, we got it and then they just give you whatever they can because they don't know what you said. <laughs> And Shauna podcast. Here's another Frig Mary Kill for you, Beckler. Okay. The athlete edition. The athlete edition. So this How is does what this we're work? going with. Not the athlete you wanna <laughs> okay. you wanna scrunt because that might get things awkward. But uh your favorite current athlete right now. So current athlete. Okay. In this moment. Uh, and then your least favorite athlete right now, again, current athlete. And then who do you think has the most potential? Who is the biggest up and comer in your mm. mind? And again, this is opinion based, of course. I'm, right. I'm not talking about like who you know. No right, everyone no right or wrong answers. No here. right or wrong answers. Just you, in your opinion, it's your frig Mary wow. Kill. Okay. Okay. So let's start with the first one here. Your favorite current athlete. My favorite current athlete. Oh, I just th- <sighs> these are tough ones. This is a tough one, by the way. So yeah, I'm going to say Shohei Otani. Okay. Just because he's so exciting. I know. He's so exciting, and he seems like a genuinely good dude, He too, seriously so. does. And that's the one that is funny, because when we did this, I was like, I kind of feel like both of us are going to say Otani, because I yeah. agree. I think Otani as well. I think you and I had chatted not that long ago about our favorite athletes, or athletes that we loved, athletes we couldn't stand, and you had mm-hmm. mentioned Pascal Siakam. Yes. He's on the trade block now, isn't he? I think isn't so, he, yeah. To be traded? Which is really sad, because mm-hmm. I want him still in my life. But you agree? You agree with Shohei Otani? I think I'd say Otani. Yeah, just again, as you say, like a genuine, and because of his. Oh, it almost feels like a cop out because I know that one does kind of feel like a cop out, <laughs> but it's it is what it is. You and I, I, I think we also talk plenty about Otani, so maybe that is you know keeps it top of mind as well. So okay, let's go into least favorite athlete at this moment. I kind of struggled with what this one. I know there's nobody that I like can't stand right now. And it's okay. fun to have players that you can't stand. Yeah, like, it really is. It's fun to have players that you hate. Mm-hmm. There are people that I keep around on social media just to hate their posts. So it it adds some fun to that, That's, you know, like where I log in and be like, what did this idiot say today? Look at this. What an idiot. Oh, you know? just to hate read, <laughs> hate read what yeah. they're up to. Yeah. So I don't know. I I mean, I hate the Oilers. So yeah, fair. maybe Leon Dreisaitl. Okay. Just because he seems like such a... I don't know, cocky, miserable dude, like yeah, that's lazy fair. defensively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Leon Dreisaitl. That's good. There's a lot of and Boston Bruins that I dislike because of the, of course, 
Leafs rivalry <laughs> against him. I asked my boyfriend this. He's a uh, like a sports guy. Yeah, I was curious sure. what his answer would be as well. And he said Dak Prescott, which is oh, really? quite funny. Uh, heading into the playoffs right now, though, he said that he thinks that he's an overhyped, overpaid player. Ooh. I was like, interesting. Okay, that's not what I thought would come out of his mouth, but that was one of them. What Did you have an answer to that? Um, well, Cliff, my boyfriend and I actually were discussing recently, but Garrett Cole... Okay. The pitcher of the Yankees, yeah. um, just because he's such a massive cheater, <laughs> and he denied cheating, and then now he's been accused by many people for cheating, and he just doesn't seem like a good dude. So him, and of course the fact that he's on the Yankees, he'd be one that I'm not a fan of his. It's it's easy to start with a team you already really don't like. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> Altuve, also somebody that always comes back around as somebody I dislike. Yeah, if just you're a baseball fan, a lot of those... look on his face. Just a smug... Yeah, just look at him. A lot of those Astros yeah. will be on these lists for a while, I it's think. It's true, so. but him on top of just the cheating of the Astros, when you look at him, just looks like a, he has a punchable face, okay? Uh, who do you think has the most potential? Uh, I think the most exciting young athlete in the world is probably Victor Wembanyama from the Spurs, the seven foot four French basketball phenom, just because he, it's insane to watch him play like his highlights, even from this season, it, it, he doesn't look human. He looks like he came from somewhere else just to play basketball. An alien that landed upon yeah. Earth just to bless us <laughs> with his basketball skills. It's okay. Yeah, so maybe him, because he, and he's still so young. That's fair. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a great one. Also, there's that new pitcher that you were talking about, who I forget oh, yes. his name. Yamamoto. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see. I haven't really watched a lot. I haven't followed along yet, but he's one that I'm excited to, to keep an eye out on. Yeah, it's nice to watch. He's got a really nice delivery. Also, Connor Bedard. Mm-hmm. He's been out injured for the last little bit, so I'm pretty excited now that he's uh, getting back on the ice and see what he has to do in the next little bit. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. This post came down my feed from an Instagram page that features mug shots of hot women who have been arrested. Like all, only hot women? Well, like they I, vet the women to only be. Yeah, like the hot, the hot mug of, shots. Maybe okay. there's a version for men too. I, di- I didn't cool. see it. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. The name of the page is a home run. It's called Mug Shouties. Amazing. Okay, well. You got to look up Mug Shouties. It's, it's fun because it also lists what each woman was arrested for. Okay. And, I mean, sometimes the charges are pretty minor. There's, like, possession of marijuana, right? Driving with a suspended license, public intoxication, that sort of thing. Mm. And other times, it's attempted murder. Okay. It's, it's a little more serious. Yep. And then we, the viewers of the Mug Shotties page, we get to play this fun game of judging a book by its cover. Mm. So you get to look at the Mug Shot, and you have to say, okay, is this is this one that did something really bad? Or one that just kind of broke the law? Okay, so you just have to, okay, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is fun. <laughs> this is a fun game. It is a fun game. And what I learned is that you can stereotype to a certain degree, because the hottest ones all seem to have some minor charge. Sometimes I was wrong. Sometimes no. sometimes you click on one that you're like, oh, she looks nice. Oh, assault and battery. Hmm. I mean, this one's, she's pretty hot and it's home invasion without a weapon, battery, <laughs> burglary with assault and grand theft to the third degree. Like pretty bad. So pretty, <laughs> she's pretty hot. She's done a few things and she's good looking, really good looking. So there you go. Also, I think even with, like, with this page, 
And in real life, too. Holy. Like, look at this girl is just delightful. Second degree attempted murder. I know. I couldn't believe her. Like, what the? She's beautiful. She's just She's got a nice, she's smiling nicely in the photo. Looks like Miss America. Just (laughs) went off the deep end. She has kind eyes. What was the charge again? She did second Second degree degree attempted murder and second degree vehicular assault. So, okay. So she chased someone down with her vehicle. Wow. Is that what happened? Yeah. So that's That's kind of what it looks like there. And she's... Yeah, Miss Miss Tennessee just got a little crazy after the beauty bash. See, sometimes sometimes your stereotyping is wrong. It's true. Uh, wow. Okay. I also think that with this page and in real life, sometimes too, mm. you can kind of see crazy in the eyes. There are people with crazy eyes. Yeah. yeah. There just seems to be like you can see a little bit of trembling behind the eyes, right? Yeah. And I was like, huh, I might give you a wider berth, you know. Yeah, it's like the, there's some actresses that have the crazy eyes, mm. and they're always playing the crazy women because everyone can see the crazy eyes in them, you know? Do they have the crazy eyes, or are they very good at playing that type of character? That's a good are question. Are they just such great actresses that you're like... Some of them, when you see them like interviewed outside of character, also still have the crazy eyes, though. So you're like, I don't know if you'd be a joy to work with or not. <laughs> Those intense eyes. Ooh, just the wide open eyes. Yeah, they say eyes are the window to the soul, and sometimes you look through that window and you get a little scared. <laughs> I'm looking through the window. Like, I'm going to close that window. Can we shut the blinds? <laughs> I'm scared. Can we, can we shut them? <laughs> podcast. Do you think it's essential to share hobbies with your partner, Beckler? So I, I'm asking this. A friend of mine loves skiing and just started dating somebody who who isn't into skiing. And I was kind of asking. I was like, um, that's kind of interesting. You'd like to do this most weekends. Don't you think that that might be a bit of a tough thing? And he was just like, no, I don't think so. And I was thinking, I was like, I guess not. I always thought, though, it was kind of important in a relationship to share some hobbies, though, because otherwise, especially if it's something you're really passionate about, mm-hmm. it would be weird to not have that to share with your partner no and it could create some tension if they don't fully understand example if it is let's say every weekend that you're going and doing this yeah i think i think it hinges on like how intense you are to this hobby fair yeah like if it's if it's something that you want to be doing every moment you're not working Mm -hmm. that you're not committed then it's not really a hobby anymore it's an obsession yeah you're obsessed with something fair yeah um, then it's going to be difficult to maintain a relationship with someone who isn't into that because you're just not going to see them yeah but otherwise, I mean, if it's just a regular old hobby that you spend a few hours here or there doing, yep. then I think it's fine. You can have your you can have your own time, right? It's interesting because something like golf or skiing... They're I, so time intensive, right? That's it. So that's a little bit different, right? Because it does. It takes up both of those. A lot of the time, if you work Monday to Friday, well, the times you're doing that are going to be on the weekend, mm-hmm. and it's a full day. Like, both of those are going to take up the full day. So if you aren't into that and your partner is that is where i think there could be some issues well it's part of the reason that i don't snowboard as much as i would like to i haven't been in a couple years now and it's because mckenna and the kids don't ski and i can't just be like all right see you later on saturday i'm gonna be gone all day totally right that doesn't work but then i know a lot of people who their significant others or husbands are into golf and they aren't, and they just kind of have come to <laughs> come to accept, right, the whole being a widow, a golf widow, because when that season starts yeah. up, then they're going to be out there. But again, I guess that's part of the agreement, too. You maybe know that as you get into this relationship, and you're like, that's cool. You're going to do, be doing this probably once every weekend. It, uh, I mean, it, with anything like this, we always say if it works in your relationship, yeah. then, then it's fine. But I, I mean, I would want to spend... 
Like when I'm not tied down, tied up with something, I want to hang out with McKenna. Right? Mm-hmm. I want to hang out with McKenna and the kids. And if we didn't have, you know, if, if she was off doing something else all day, doing her hobby, then it wouldn't work. Do and you think I that you, because both you and McKenna are passionate about going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Do you think that it would work if she wasn't as passionate about? Oh yeah. Cause yeah. it's only an hour. That's fair. It's pretty easy. It's just an hour. I go after work and then we meet up after. You're right. I, and I think as long as whoever I, you know, if I wasn't married, whoever I was dating was active, yes. was fit and active and could do the physical things that we wanted to do. That'd be fine. They wouldn't have to be a gym goer. And it's funny because I'm a big snowboarder. I, that's obviously one of my huge, huge hobbies. And my boyfriend is a big golfer. And when we first met, he didn't ski or snowboard and I didn't really golf. Uh, but over a relationship, both of us do both now. Mm-hmm. Obviously not to the same level, but he'll he's happy to go out and do some runs and be on the mountain with me, which is awesome. And I will go and play golf. Obviously, he's much better, but uh, come along with him too. And I think that makes it kind of fun too. You can do that. You can and take an interest in your partner's hobbies. And it's great, and I now love it, and he loves the like the skiing culture. So, What if you dated somebody who was really into video games and they wanted to be playing video games from the moment they got home from work? Till bedtime. I couldn't do it. It'd it be thing. tough, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would be tough because at that point, I would say it's no it's longer a hobby. Much. It's an obsession. Mm-hmm. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. We got a message from a friend of the show, Mitch. Mitch said, I have a firm rule when it comes to dating. They have to ski and ski well. I have no interest in teaching someone to ski. To teach a would-be partner to ski would cost me thousands of dollars, multiple years of season passes, and take me away from my real passion of ski touring. Ski touring is by far my greatest pleasure in life, and I hope I can share that experience. Yeah, and Mitch is big into skiing and ski touring. It's one of those where he spends all weekend doing it. So, yeah, if he doesn't have a partner that's of like-minded you know, yep. uh, with that, then that's that's a no-go. Big outdoors guy in general. Mitch is, is the guy yeah. who he's, maybe we've mentioned it before on the show, but he's a big hiker and camper too. And he's done like tons of backcountry multi-day and- solo hikes through the mountains and stuff. Like yeah. Yeah, pretty uh, ambitious trips. Real outdoorsy. So you'd have to be at least kind of into that, I think. Yes, definitely. But I said to Mitch, I was like, would you reject the perfect girl if she didn't ski? Like, would that be enough of a hang up? How committed to you? Are you to this rule? And he said, well, then she's not the perfect girl. I was about to say that she's not the perfect girl for him. He said, dating-wise, I'm basically looking for a best friend, someone who has similar interests and passions. Winter is a long, boring season if you're not going out and having fun. I've dated people who don't ski, who generally hide away from winter. It never works out. If the choice is to be at home doing some Netflix and chill or out skiing, skiing wins every time. So he said that two must-haves for him to consider dating someone. He said looks and financial stability and career aren't a big issue for him. It's similar interests, skiing in the winter, climbing, hiking, biking in the summer, yep. and similar schedules. And when he said that, I was like, that's a great point, too. Schedules is a big one. It is. He said if we can't make time to go do these things together, then we clearly won't be able to spend a life together. Totally. Well, so, I mean, that's that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I respect that. I thought that was a good answer. I was like, nah, nice. Mitch makes sense. It really does. And nice that he can be up front with a potential partner. Well, it's funny because... Do you ski? Yeah. No? Okay. Um, and even with Cliff and I, we were, I was talking about how, you know, he's taken up skiing. And he's, you know, I, beginner still-ish. He can go down some, like, mid-range uh, hills and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it actually is a, a bit of an issue with our relationship because... I, my dream trips involve snowboarding in a more intense capacity, like the trip I went on last week, for example. Mm -hmm. And that's days in vacation that I've taken off that I can't go see Cliff. And And your situation is already unique. We're already long distance. And that's a tough, tough thing. It really is. And 
Uh, I'm going on a trip in a few weeks with a couple of guy friends of mine who are really avid snowboarders. Mm-hmm. And Cliff can't go on that trip because, again, it's a lot more intense trip, something that he couldn't not. And to be honest, I don't think he it's just not his type of trip. Mm-hmm. But it's a really tough call for me to make because it's like, man, I want to see you. This is money. my like a dream trip for me. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a fine balance. Yeah, so it does, you know, cause some some issues for the fact that he's not quite at the same level as me in snowboarding. It's like, do I just not take that trip then at all? And but you know, we do lots of. I try and make it up and say to him like, the next few trips I will like whatever you right. want to do. I'm happy to do it. But I this is one trip that it's been yeah. making for five years. And yeah, so I can see how that would cause some issues. Yeah, because like you know we have. We have four weeks of holidays throughout the year. Yeah. And, you know, in the first couple of months here, you'll have used two weeks, half of your holidays yeah. to go on trips, not with Cliff. Yeah. Who already doesn't live here, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I can see where that would cause some tension, I think. And that's why, like, pre-COVID, I was banking days. So this one week I have is actually carried over from last year and carried over from the last five mm-hmm. years because I slowly was building it up because I know that I don't want to take... Uh, as you said, half of my vacation, right? So it's yeah. yeah. Hey, speaking of your love of, of snowboarding, Shauna, do you think? Because I'm, I'm looking at our laundry room right now. We come usually come in through the garage, and then right off the garage is our laundry room, and it's just it's like like it's like it was when we bought it. It's one of the things we haven't touched yet. Yeah. But I was looking at it and being like, I could organize this in a way. I could redo the laundry room in a way that has a spot for like absolutely everything. Do people ever do that? With their snowboard gear and stuff. Oh hell yeah! Do people ever build like sick boot rooms specifically for? I imagine some oh. of the chalets in the mountain rooms or in the mountains have. One of my good friends has a chalet up in Panorama, and they have the most amazing boot room. Yeah, like with heaters and stuff. Oh yeah, and they've got the boot heaters, and they have like little cubbies. So it's, yep. it's half kind of old school boot room, and half like all of the modern technology and all the best stuff for all your. I've, I'm in this one snowboarding forum, and it is unbelievable what some people have built in really? their houses to display all their snowboarding gear. Like, people will have full-out lockers, like, full rooms of just perfectly displayed gear with all the, like, perfect shelves for all their boards, and everything's just mm-hmm. displayed out. It's pretty awesome. So you can even do something like, you know, put a drain in the floor so that it can all drip dry, right? Absolutely. And you don't... Yeah. I wonder if Shane Holmes could do that. I wonder if Shane Holmes has ever built any sick boot rooms for skiing and snowboard enthusiasts around here. Oh, I bet. Oh, I bet. The other thing is some people have made these amazing um, things in the back of their vans. Mm -hmm. And it'll be, because a lot of people, it'll be a camper van, but then it'll be like they have the basic, you know, uh, mattress to sleep on. And then underneath are all these pull-out drawers. And it'll be like, yeah. restores all your snowboards and, like, everything. It's just so cool. I've seen that with, like, yeah, overland vehicle conversions and, yeah. you know, camping rigs and stuff. Oh, and it's yeah. pretty sweet what it's you can fun. do if you get creative. Yeah. I'll have to ask Shane Holmes about that, too. Shane Holmes! The better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. My son, Bo, is nine. He's in grade three. And they are learning handwriting right now in class. Oh. I'm quite surprised they still do that, to be honest with you. Uh-huh. Talk about an almost useless skill these days. I guess there might be the odd occasion where you would still need to know how to read cursive. Yeah. But... That must be the only reason they're teaching it, because if you know how to read it, like, you kind of have to know how to write it. Right. Huh. But, I mean, cursive's time has come and gone. It, uh, it's it's gone. long come and gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he was telling me about which letters he enjoys writing. Oh. Which letters he en- and there are some cursive letters. There are some sexy letters. <laughs> there, oh, that's, there are some fun oh, letters. Yeah. Give me your top cursive letters, Shauna. I like S's. 
Oh, S's are good, hey? S's are great. Oh, they you just know, just the little swoop, like, oh, yeah, right there. That's oh, a nice yeah, one. That's good. Uh, Does S have anything on G, though? Oh. Capital G in cursive? I forgot. It looks kind of like a harp. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what it... Look at that. Yeah. That is... See, that's a that harp. That is fun. It's just S with a draw yourself a harp and you got a G, okay? S is a good... S and G are good ones. Oh, yeah. Uh, B's are kind of fun, too. B's aren't that different than a... No, you're right. No, that's boring. Than just, just a loopy, regular old printed B. R's are fun. Lowercase R's? But you're R's? right, because... Yeah, R, the, the lowercase R, that's almost like another mini harp, you know? Another mini the harp. At the top of it there. Um, the, ha- it. the uppercase handwritten F is a good time. Oh, yeah. Some of these letters are so fancy, I feel like I'm... You know, an Earl or something when I write these. Well, that's, I was going to say the only reason that we actually even use cursive is is for the calligraphy, right? For the, the pretty cursive. That's right. And that's um, when you can get into these ones. Two letters that have some crazy stuff going on in cursive. Uh, capital Q. I know. I capital Q is just Q a two, is isn't weird. it? It is, yeah. And then capital Z. Oh, capital yeah. Capital Z's a wild one, too, isn't it? I'm writing these down as I'm saying this. Someone's gotten crazy. That's what happened. As they came up with these letters by the Z, they're like, we're just going to get crazy like, with this one. Look, look at this. Look at this. I remember in class when we were growing up, my buddy and I, we, he, if he drew a really nice letter, he'd tap me and be like, hey, look at this. Look at this B I just drew. It's perfect. And oh I'd be like, that's God. nice B, man. That's a good B. <laughs> that's a good looking B. Going oh, over there. got a good B happening <laughs> over there, too. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I came across some nice Vancouver soft headlines there, Beckler. I figured this was coming because they it, got some winter, too. They did. Um, surprisingly seemed to handle it fairly well. It was a lot quieter than it has been. Yeah, I saw the odd vehicle sliding around on social media, but... I mean, typically they've like they've had meltdowns when they had any snow or winter. And it's maybe- true. It's because it's a very minimal amount of snow, though. It's more the cold than the snow, and the yeah. snow is what really causes the accident. So it's fine. But anyway, but even the cold, like they freak out over that. Do you think maybe years of ribbing from us have had some sort of effect? Absolutely not. No. No, I think it's coming. <laughs> it's just not here. Okay. <laughs> so uh, hit us with these headlines. Yeah. Then, yeah. Okay. okay. Watch the Vancouver Aquarium's adorable seals, sea lions, and sea otters experience snowfall. Mm-hmm. Just very soft in every way, right? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. beautiful. <laughs> Aggressive passenger detained for spitting, biting at Vancouver Airport. I always like them when it's just a little bit softer rather than, you know. Uh, then it says officers use spit hood. Yeah, I think they do have those. They'll, they'll, they'll bag you with a spit hood if you're spitting. It's pretty impressive, so. really. But it's nice that it was just, you know, a little bit of spitting there, a little calmer than it could be. And then this one, Facebook marketplace robbery foiled by slippery conditions. <laughs> now we're getting So here's the it. money one. <laughs> the suspect tried to flee after selling a fake iPhone. So this is, this is the actual article, official. Okay. The suspect hit some ice, gravity kicked in, and he fell causing the cash to spread out for the victim to retrieve. So he just wasn't well-versed with the ice. He tried to run. He slept on the ice. And then just the whole Facebook marketplace. <laughs> of his cash and prizes were everywhere. Like, that's like a video game. Yep. <laughs> Your coins and weapons go everywhere. Yeah, just to hit ass over tea kettle. And down he goes. <laughs> Even their hardened criminals are soft in Vancouver. Hey? Yeah, he's, just, he's just holding it. Ow. Ow. Owie. Owie. The police are like, sir, I'm going to just arrest you. Ow. Oh, hurt real bad. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. 
out. That's ice, <laughs> sir. Mm-hmm. The and Shauna podcast. We got a message in front of the show, Tyler. He said he has heard some similarities between a few of the songs we're playing right now and other songs. Yeah. So I thought we could uh, stack these up side by side and see what you think, Shauna. Let's do it. So he thought, uh, Tyler thought that the chorus from Sum 41's new one, Landmines, sounds a lot like, here, well, we'll play the Sum 41 song first. Let's play these off YouTube, so I hope it. I can't help You're familiar with it, obviously. Mm-hmm. He thought that sounds a lot like the song Everyday Combat by Lost Prophets. Yeah, I can see that. Very similar. I mean, very similar. That style of music. Totally. It's fairly simple. So it's there's true. going to be lots of similarities. Uh, also, Lost Prophets. I mean, there'll be people that'll be upset we even played that because the lead singer uh, is a very bad guy. Mm. Very, very bad guy. Yeah. But I can hear the similarities I there. I can too. Yeah. The other one. Good the, connection there. The other one Tyler noticed was uh, Royal Blood's latest, Pull Me Through. You know that song. thought the piano and vocal combo, uh, combo sounded like Guns, Guns, Guns by the Guess Who. You'll be the Red King, I'll be the Yellow Pole. Godspeed, Mother Nature. Never really wanted to say goodbye. I mean, it's a jaunty piano. It is a jaunty piano. I can see what he's getting at there. That Guess Who song rocks it is funny because there's uh, you just don't hear piano that often in songs in comparison to other instruments too so i don't know if it stands it a bit but especially like a driving rock and roll piano totally yeah the rock and roll piano doesn't come out that much but that's good tyler being very Do look you th- at you and you're being very studious over there think royal blood are guess who fans i hope so Everybody's a Guess Who fan. If Royal Blood's ever in studio again, I'm going to be like, so you guys Burton Cummings fans or you what? Like Burton? <laughs> you guys want to talk Big Burton? Burton or? <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Etymology with Shauna. I have an etymology request for you today, Shauna. Okie dokie. Uh, I saw this headline and it said, as 10 grit MPs decide not to run again, more expected to bow out ahead of likely, quote, most difficult election for liberals since 2015. And I've never known why we call liberals grits and conservatives Tories. And I know that's a big thing in the UK, mm-hmm. but we do it here too, and I don't know where it comes from. Why are they grits and why are they Tories? So uh, I guess Tory was an insult for a very long time. And it came from the Middle Irish word Tory, which is just in that weird spelling with silent D's Bunch and of everywhere G's you can imagine. Stuff, yeah. Yeah. Uh, meaning outlaw or robber. And so people would insult supporters of the Catholic Duke of York, calling them Tories for a while. Uh, But then the Duke became Britain's King James II. And then everybody, when that happened, switched and wanted to be a Tory. So it kind of changed from being a negative term to a positive term as this whole transition happened. And when was this? Uh, King James II? Yeah. Oh, in... Uh, 1600s? Something like that. Yeah, the 1600s. Um, so then a new political party came to be, and they wanted to ride the coattails of King James II, so they called themselves the Tory party. Okay. And then that nickname kind of came to resemble conservatives, and it all came from that. Um, oh, so it goes way back. Way back. Uh, as for the grits, so that name comes from Southern Ontario farmers back in 1849, and they formed the Clear Grits Party. 
when they were trying to uh, do things for farmers and support one another. And they just came from that name because they sought members who were, quote, all sand and no dirt, clear grit all the way through. Hmm. So that was the slogan they were kind of using. So that's a Canadian-specific thing, That's then. a Canadian-specific thing. And uh, from there, there was actually the Clear Grits party that they did form, but that party eventually merged with the Reform Party and became the Liberal Party down the way. That's so funny. And then we still have these nicknames sticking around, keep them. even though like the modern party would have nothing, nothing to, do to do with, with the one that formed it, and the modern conservatives have absolutely nothing to do with the 1,600 Tories. Nope. So, wow. But historically, we like to keep those around, I guess. And they've stuck for that long. Mm-hmm. Wow. with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Justin from X Middays gave us another great dad badge yesterday. Uh, he was at Denny's, and the claw machine, of course, was there. The Denny's claw machine. The Denny's claw machine, <laughs> classic. A legend. It is. <laughs> and, of course, he was using the claw machine because he had his daughter with him, and he wanted to get his daughter a toy. She wanted the one that was at the back of that course, was difficult to get. The hardest one to get, of yeah. course. And then it, the pressure is on dad to try and make this happen. And he did it. He pulled it off. He pulled it off, which is unbelievable. But that is a huge dad badge, whether it's at the Denny's, the claw machine, or at the fair, whatever you're doing, trying to win your daughter or son their toy, right? Yeah. That is a lot of pressure, though. That's a big one. The fair is a good example, too, right? Yeah. The one where you have to knock the milk bottles over or whatever? Mm. And the, <laughs> the carnival barkers chirping at you? Yep. Hey, is your spaghetti arm dad going to try again? Or yep. like, oh, man. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you rat bastard. And then if another dad comes up and then just nails it and you're still struggling to get that toy. Oh, oh you're the loser man. dad who didn't you're win? You're just like, wait a second here. And then all of a sudden you're $100 deep at a toy <laughs> that's worth 10 cents. You're still trying to win that toy. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. That's what I told my boys. We don't play that. That's how they get you. That's smart. So, That's a good way of not disappointing them. I use that your dad badge mm-hmm. to get myself out of the uh, the other dad badge. Smart. So, yeah. Well, Ah, that's how they get you. Yeah, it's a good cover. It's good. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f- they're going to say f-. Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.